I'm Mel Stewart, and this is the Swim Swam Podcast, and you are watching our ongoing coverage of the Olympic Games. Today, we have a man, the man, the myth, the legend. Uh, I mean, this, 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 guy, this guy anchored the most famous Olympic race in, in swimming history. Today, we have Jason Lezak. What's up, buddy? What's going on, Mel? Thanks for having me on. in the world if i could sit on the couch eat popcorn and have that olympic experience with anyone watching the four by one or, or the or the medley relay also you're the guy you're the guy so so what was your olympic experience last night uh it was great actually we sat down as a family for the first time we were able to watch uh uh, I know it's not the Olympics, but the kids have been competing at the junior Olympics the last four days. So uh, last night we were home in time, uh, finished up to be able to to watch. And it was great. I mean, they had a, they had a good time. Um, they're starting to get into it a little bit. The boys are nine and 11 and my little one's five. So she wasn't quite, uh, quite there, but it, it was a lot of fun to see it. Duly noted. So as a dad, you're, you're, you're just making it home just in time to watch the Olympics. I like that. that that's fun. As it stands right now, we uh, Team USA three zero eight nine seven could not get past the two thousand eight world record anchored by you. You were forty six flat. Is that correct? Yeah. I mean, shame on me for not having the exact to the one hundreds, you know, like written <laughs> on my wall in my office, but I don't. Uh, so you guys were three zero eight two. So it's you know you, you were there. They were there. They were coming within striking range. In, in, in all fairness, not not fully suited. Uh, Italy's uh, big surprise getting the silver 310.1 and Australia looked like they were going to eat it and they went from sixth to third with Kyle Chalmers anchor the bronze 310.2 uh, Russia whoa buddy big goose egg seventh um, a lot of people picked them to win a lot of people said they were a threat to at least win and um God, who's Vlad Morozov? Uh, you know, he's a forty-seven point six flat start. He won a, he, his relay flying start was a forty-eight point one. Everyone wanted Kalishnikov to really. They thought he would do it. We kind of had a window into him not being able to do it with a big double from European Championships. He's been a forty-seven-three flat start. He was a forty-eight-four after like twenty minutes after going fifty-two point two in the hundred back. So those are the those are the those are some high level data points as this as this relay you know stands. What are what are your thoughts? Just initial thoughts. Well, I mean, if you want to just leave it with you're talking about there, Russia, um, they were surprisingly, I mean, eighth place coming in. They hardly even made it into the finals. And knowing that they were going to make a couple switches, I actually thought that they still would be a player for maybe maybe winning or at least getting the medal. So that was kind of a shock for me. Um, you know, you saw 48 there on the anchor and I was expecting a, a 46 or something like that. So uh, it goes to show, I mean, not everybody's Superman. Not everybody can come back 20 minutes after a tough swim and, and do it again, right? Um, it takes, uh, you know, a select few can do that. And I know in, in my experience back in my day in 2012, um, my last Olympics, somebody was left off the relay because of that double. So, um, you know, it's a, it's a tough call. But um, moving on to the most important stuff, USA, um, you know, it was amazing. I mean, Caleb set it off and uh, put us in the lead exactly where we needed to be. And, uh, you know, the two guys in the middle did their job. You know, both uh, 
great relay splits um, to keep that lead and, and put uh, Zach in a position to not, not just win, but I mean, you saw him just take off on the field, which was amazing. And um, you know, you, you said Italy was a surprise, but I mean, they're the top seed going in and, and, you know, they've had great hundred freestylers for the last several years. So I don't think it was really a surprise to be honest. And I mean, the only surprise to me was Russia not getting in there for the medal, but um, team USA, you know, came up huge. And in, in my history and all my relays, you know, the times that we won, it was a team effort, right? And that's exactly what they did. Um, it wasn't one guy, you know, winning that relay. And as you saw, it was pretty amazing. I mean, Caleb went up there and gave his medal away to Brooks, who actually helped them qualify. And, uh, you know, I've been on both ends of that, right? I've swam on the prelims and I've also been just in the finals as well. So, uh, you know, I know what it takes. It's more than just the floor. And um, it's, a, it's a, you know, team effort. Since we have you, let's. What people really want to know is, you know, we, we get this Olympic experience, we get the, you know, we, we get the same experience, we get the build up from World Championships, all those international meets, then we get the Olympic experience through the lens of NBC, and they're telling us what's going on. What, what's what's really going? What's going? What's going through your mind <laughs> when you're in well, the ready I'm, room and you're staring everybody down, and then you're you know you're prating out and you're and you're behind the blocks. Well, you know what's what's really happening there? It's uh, can you get us inside that bubble? Well, I mean, everyone's got their own little approach in the ready room. Um, but I think the team, the relay side is a little different because you've got your three other guys that you're with and, you know, you're, you're dialed in together. Um, sometimes when you're on your own, I mean, personally, I would be out there, you know, looking around, seeing what everyone's doing and actually getting a little laugh about, you know, how crazy some of these people are to prepare. Right. And I had to be that guy that was just chilled and laid back. But when I'm with my teammates, you know, I'm socializing, I'm talking. And uh, at the biggest stage, I mean, in 2008, when, um, you know, I, I really felt like for, for several years, we didn't really come together as a team. So, you know, I was team captain and I gave the little pep talk, pep talk and, uh, you know, made a difference. I mean, I think you bringing that team together and bonding together, whether you're best friends or not, um, you can put some of those things aside. I mean, it's just one race and you're doing it for your teammates and for your country. And if you can understand that, you're going to take it to that next level. And I think that's what it takes to win at the Olympics is not just four guys just swimming great swims, but four guys swimming great swims to that next level and doing it together. And when you want it for more than yourself, you're going to, you're going to show that. And I think last night, all four of those guys showed that. I have now seen the documentary on Peacock uh, unpacking this race. And it, it's, I mean, I know what happens. Everybody, anybody who's a swim fan knows what happens. But I was back in that space again, cold sweats, building the tension, building and the so I, I, I refelt all those emotions again. It was incredibly well done. The one thing that jumped out to me, which is why I asked you the question on the front end, was you know, that was Garrett Weber Gale. And, uh, and, and if I remember correctly, it was Garrett and, and Colin to a degree talking about their nerves and how they felt on the, on the lead up to the four by one free final. And they basically said, you stepped in and you, uh, you, you're like, you led, you made everybody like, we got this. And, well, um, I, yeah, yeah. You won't go ahead and finish. No, no, it's, 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 um, you know, and, and here's the thing we, you and I know so much about swimming. We know so many inside stories. Sometimes I don't know if one I'm thinking is a part of a narrative that I'm seeing as media, or if it's part of the storylines that we share with each other, you know, just traveling around the world. And it's, so, uh, I mean, I'll give you a little bit of history on that. I mean, those first two years, um, you know, we might have had team captains on those teams and, and everything like that, but we didn't have necessarily a leader for that relay. 
And we had four guys just kind of walking up to the block to swim. And um, I wasn't a, what you want to call a natural born leader. I mean, I, I loved watching team sports and, you know, my idol growing up in other sports was uh, Magic Johnson. And that guy is the epitome of a team leader, right? He was so unselfish. He would do whatever it takes to help his team win. It didn't matter how many points he scored. He just wanted the team to win. And although that wasn't me, um, that's who I had to be. And, you know, I had to understand how to help these guys and how to come together. And it was actually two years prior in 2006 where, you know, I got voted team captain for the first time. And what they do is they vote the old guy for the team captain. So, I, you know, I, I had to take on that role and, and do something. And really, I didn't know how to lead the team. And, you know, watching these other sports, I mean, you see how guys in football are smacking each other on their helmets and, and in basketball, they're pushing them on the chest and yelling at them. And so I got these guys together before the race at the Pan Pacific Championships. And I did that approach. And it was so out of my character. But I, I looked at these guys like, wow, that really worked. And we got together and we broke a world record. And, uh, you know, two years later, I refined my approach and it became more me. And it was a, really a simple talk. And it just had to deal with, like I mentioned earlier, it's a team and we all got to do it together. And, you know, it's four guys. And instead of a four by 100, let's look at this as a 400 and go out and swim. And, you know, I, I saw the same look in their eyes and the determination and the willingness to actually go out there and do something that was bigger than themselves. You have monkey mind. I've, I've been on a relay. It's not, it wasn't the, it wasn't the dream boy rock star relay. I was on a four by two relay, but it's, I still had that experience on a lot of national teams. And, uh, and I, I did feel like I had monkey mind. My head was bouncing all over the place and it was a senior swimmer. In my case, it was Doug Jerson and he would step in and say, this is what we're going to do. And it's, uh, but it seems like the, you got you guys got so much more cohesive. When did everyone start? When did the, the holding the hands happen, where you'd walk out there and hold hands before the event? I mean, that, that was before my time, actually. I, I mean, I think in maybe '96. I don't know if that was the first time they did it, but I, I remember seeing that. I'm pretty sure. Um, so every national team I've been on, we we've done that. Um, you know, Pan Packs in '99, my first major national team, and then 2000 Olympics and so on. So I mean. Just because you're holding hands doesn't mean that you're actually together and a, a tight knit group that wants to do it. Right. Because, I mean, like I said, we held hands before and we didn't have those performances that we needed to. Right. So um, not to say that it's just a show. I mean, obviously, we, we are Team USA and we're going to go do our best. But I think it takes more than hand holding to go up there and, and give it that extra for those other people. You were 24 years old in 2000. I mean, you were, you were a mature, you were a grown man <laughs> and, uh, your, you know, your journey started then and it went through 2012. It's, uh, did you feel like you were, did you have your, in your, in your own head, were you like, it needs to be this way. This, we need to be doing X, Y, and Z. And you just well, never, you, your voice, you didn't voice it. Um, did no, you, no, it, it wasn't because I didn't really know, to be honest with you. Um, I actually learned after 2004. So in 2004, after the medley relay, I really put it together. And I thought, wow, you know, we're dominating this medley relay. There's such unselfishness. And we were together before that relay. I mean, I was swimming with three guys that were, you know, training together at Texas. And they had this tight bond. But I was good friends with these guys because I grew up with Aaron Pearsall and swam on so many trips with these other two. And there was something special about that. And after that, I kind of reflected a little bit and realized that, you know, it takes more than four amazing, talented people to go up and swim. Um, you know, we, we wind up having 
dominating that race by three seconds in 2004 in the medley relay. And if you look, none of us swam individually awesome at that Olympics. Aaron was the only one who won individual gold, um, but they were, he was off his times. And the other guys favored for gold medals were winning silver and bronze, right? And, you know, I had a pretty bad experience over there. So you take those, you know, previous swims and you put them aside and realize what you're capable of when there's four people that want to do it for each other. You're famous for swimming fast, 46 flat. Um, and you got the bronze in, in 2008. Uh, you know, the, in, in the, in the question was, well, you know, if you're 46 flat, you're, you're 46, six, 7.8. Um, some people are selfish, selfish, excuse me, selfless. Some people are selfless and that's just, they they have to have somebody else that they're, they're competing for. They have to be competing for a team. Did you know that about yourself? Um, early, early on, does it, is it something that you struggled with? How do you feel about it? I mean, to be honest with you, like I mentioned earlier, Magic Johnson, I mean, I've always loved team sports. I played basketball growing up and water polo and, you know, different things like that. So to me, it was always about winning with a team. And when you're in the swimming individually, don't get me wrong. I love to compete. I love to win. But when you're doing it for other people, I always had that little extra. Right. And so I've been a, a great relay swimmer since my childhood days and, you know, at high school meets and then going into college at dual meets. And then, you know, from my team USA days, and I'd say like, you know, on, on an average USA trip, um, I'd probably be about 0.9 faster on my relay than in my individual event. And as you know, the relay starts going to give you a, you know, 0.6 with the reaction, maybe another 0.1 with some momentum or whatever. So I was always just, you know, a couple tenths faster. I mean, that one, you know, was a lot faster. But then again, I can promise you, if I had to swim my very first race, a flat start, I would have been a lot faster than I did in my individual race. Um, you know, at 32 years old, it's pretty hard to be able to come back. I did everything in my, you know, ability to be able to come back three more times and swim, but you know, my body just wasn't feeling the same. And then, you know, take a couple of days off and I split a 46, seven on the medley relay. But what people don't really know about that was um, I almost disqualified the freestyle relay, by the way. I mean, I was, you know, really, really close on that medley relay. I had a 0.4 relay reaction. I mean, literally, I stood on those blocks and said, I'm not going to DQ this relay. So if you take those relay starts away, I was only, at, you know, a couple tenths of a second faster in my swimming part on that first relay versus my last one. So, you know, I was being super fresh, being a little bit tired with only a couple of days in there. I mean, I, I still, you know, had the ability probably to swim a faster flat start if I was fresher. Did you on that topic, did you see? The, the, so there's two things that jumped out, but what, what, what one was, I thought we, I thought it had been a false start. I thought we had a false start in the relay. Did you see that? I saw it. I couldn't hear what they said for the reaction. My, my family was going crazy and talking and having a great time. 0.05. Yeah. So I was 0.01 faster than that. I was a little bit better, but uh, no, I definitely saw that. I heard them talking about it, but um, it's one of those things. I mean, I can give my experience, you know, I had a split second. I mean, I dove in the water and I thought, Oh no, I just disqualified team USA. But with my experience, and I was able to talk over those thoughts and get it out of my head as quick as possible. So I'm assuming, you know, when you're at that level and you've done this over and over again, um, you're able to do that. And that's exactly what he did because, um, you know, had a great split. Do you feel like Apple's picking up the mantle? I mean, he's dropping some monster splits. 40, 46, six is uh, that's legit. 
Yeah, no, I mean, I've watched him race, uh, you know, all fall and winter last year. And, you know, he was on his game swimming fast. And, you know, I expected him to be really fast this summer. And, um, you know, I, if anyone's been paying attention to swimming, I, then they saw the same. So um, I don't think it's a surprise or a shock. Um, you know, I think he's going to have a great individual race. And, you know, hopefully we'll be able to get in there and get two Americans in a medal. I know it's going to be tough, really close, but um, it's possible. The, the one other thing, I'm not a sprinter. I hate spinners. I've always hated spinners. I'm, I'm jealous of them. But <laughs> we train way more than two flyers, Mel. Come on. <laughs> the uh, I was I was a little jarring when 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 Dressel let off and he went the forty seven two. It looked like he was galloping so much. I've never seen him gallop that much. He looked like he was bouncing up and down. Um, what was going on there? I think he was watching some video and trying to copy my stroke, you know, um, I think I had the biggest bounce you would uh, ever see, but no, I mean, uh, to be honest with you, I don't know. Um, you know, it, it, it looked a little different, like you said, but then again, you know, he has a lot of swims ahead of him and, you know, in 2016, although he is a veteran, you want to call him that he's been to so many amazing, you know, world championships and over and over, and he's only been to one Olympics and only swam that one relay. Right. So, um, you, he's coming into this, it's a completely different ball game. You know, the pressure is on and whether he's putting it on himself or not, I mean, the media and everybody else, they're expecting him to win the most medals for team USA. And I think to be honest with you, he got that first swim out of the way and, uh, it's going to be different from here on out. I mean, 47, two though, come on, it's still an amazing swim. I mean, you're three tenths of a second off his best time and the world record. But, um, you know, I think, uh, with those expectations, I think that was a great one just to get it out of the way. They won a gold medal. Uh, I think a lot of people put too much emphasis on times, especially at the Olympics. I mean, yeah, you had mentioned that world record and, you know, we still have that world record, but um, I would rather have that gold medal any day over that world record. Right. So I, I think everyone's thinking the same thing. I mean, you've come to this event and it's not about competing. It's not about time or I'm sorry. It's all about competing, not about times. Look at, uh, you know, Chase winning in the 409. You think he cares that he was off his best time? No, he, he won a gold medal like his childhood dream, right? So I think that's what it's all about here. And uh, Caleb's a racer, and he's going to do what it takes. To put it into context, at the 2019 World Championships, Dressel led off um, in 47.6. And we know what happened throughout that competition. He kept dropping and dropping and dropping and is hunter free. Uh, so 47.2. He's, he's, you know, he's four tenths ahead of where he was two years ago. Good sign. The guy looked ridiculous at trials. I mean, he was, he was smiling with a little smirk after every single race. I'm like, I've never, this guy, this is the biggest flex I've ever seen on television. Well, did you see, he was also out in 22 too. So, um, you know, I don't know uh, what he went out in when he went 46, nine, but I mean, 22, two is blazing going out. So, I mean, that might've been a little factor there. He could have maybe toned it down to a 22, four and maybe he goes 46. Right. So who knows, but, um, if anything, I'll tell you out of all the, you know, current swimmers I know, and I've, you know, I've seen and talked to, I think Caleb's the one who probably studies and looks at technique and he looks at his events and sees how his race went and tries to make changes more than anybody else. So, you know, he's already looked at it. He's already probably figured out what he needs to do next time and how to get better. So, um, don't you worry. I mean, he's going to, he's going to be fine. Kyle Chalmers split a 46, four. Um, you know, at, what, what do you take away from that? It, it's it, where I'm so hyper-focused on team USA. You might have more of a worldview as, as a, as a swimming executor and, and, and team manager on the ISL, but it's, um, I mean, you know, I'm still 
Mel Stewart looking through that USA lens. And uh, I, I, I dismiss Kyle Chalmers, you know, and I, and I shouldn't. This guy is a beast. He, he's someone you're going to be – he's Dressel has to be looking out of the corner of his eye. This guy closes so fast. What, what are your feelings on that 46.4 relay split and how that's going to impact his, his individual 100 free? Yeah, I mean, he definitely has that closing speed. We know he doesn't have the speed that Dressel has, that's for sure. So, um, like I said, I think, you know, Caleb dials in his race a little bit more. Um, like, I don't know if it's a tenth or two going out, but just just something really minor that'll make a huge difference. I think that's going to be great coming home. And, you know, it's pretty incredible what Kyle's done coming back from that surgery. You know, I do think a lot of people probably doubted him and didn't think he'd be ready Um you know, he posted a good time at the trials and then he's he getting even better now. Right. So I've always said this out of all Caleb's events he has here, uh, the hundred free is probably going to be his toughest. Um, not, not to say, I don't think he's going to win gold cause I do, but I, I, I think this is going to be his toughest gold because of, uh, Kyle and you know, you got a 16 year old dropping a 47, three just last month. Right. So, um, you know, it's, it's going to be a tight race. And then, uh, as you saw, I think they're what 47, five, another one leading off and, you know, if the Russians do what they're capable of uh, on a fresh one swim only, you know, we got we got a battle there. I haven't had a chance to talk to you since David Popovici, you know, kept getting faster and faster and faster. Um, and, you know, then it was every every single thing that you saw in terms of media, particularly on swim swim was what is Caleb Dressel's reaction? What is this swimmer's reaction? And uh, well, what's Jason Lezak's reaction to a 16 year old going that fast? Yeah. Well, I wanted to see that race. That's, that's what I wanted to see. So I went online and I kind of uh, checked it out and I mean, it's, it's incredible. I mean, the guy's uh, 16 and, and as they mentioned uh, last night, I believe he said something about, he looks like a kid, right? I mean, he's not like this massively strong 16 year old, but he is, I believe six, three with like a six, nine wingspan. So, and as you watch him swim, these, his arms are long, you know, watching that 200, how smooth it looked. And, you know, someone mentioned like, it, you know, reminds them of pop off and the way he swam it versus these, you know, big, powerful swimmers now. Right. So his technique is dialed in, but what's really scary. I mean, they even mentioned last night, his start, I mean, is underwater. It's not great. Um, his turn is not great. You look at that stuff and you say, wow, um, you're going to improve on that man, this kid is going to be going quick uh, once he gets that and puts on a little muscle. But you never know with the muscle factor. I mean, sometimes, you know, it doesn't work for everybody. And, and being leaner um, can be an advantage, right? But um, just on those few things, though, he's got a lot of room. And uh, I don't know if it's going to happen here. Um, you know, I still think Caleb's going to win this one in, uh, in the individual, but um, he's going to have that competition for sure. I only got two more questions for you and then I can let you just, you can say whatever you want to say, but I do have to bring up uh, these last two things. Brent Hayden, 37 years old, leads off with a 47.99. Did you see that coming? I did not. Um, you know, I saw, uh, he, he, I mean, not to say he was out of shape, but he didn't look like the same Brent Hayden uh, in the fall that he had looked like before. And then I saw him at the trials and he you know, made the 50. And, um, you know, I didn't think he still had a hundred in him, to be honest with you. I mean, it was, hard. I mean, I 36 is when I retired and training for that hundred was really, really hard. I mean, it's frustrating every day to not be able to do certain things in practice. You knew that you needed to do to be successful. And, uh, you know, for him to be able to do that. Wow. Brent Hayden, big flex 47 99. I mean, he, he is the star in Canada. That's a, that's a pretty cool thing. I'm, I'm, when I think about you, I think, um, you know, I've, I've been on the road. I've been to the ISL matches. Um, 
as a little child, I always wanted there to be a professional swimming league where it was so exciting and it was made for television. And the ISL experience is you get an entire week of the Olympics in a match and, and you really get it covered in two days. So how is this Olympic experience for you after being so immersed in ISL? I mean, watching it on TV, um, you know, I'm still an American. I still love my country and I'm still cheering for these guys. Right. So as amazing as ISL is, and, and, you know, I think it's taken so many to another level, you know, there's something about watching and cheering for your country as well. So, um, the, the one thing I want to ask these athletes though, is, you know, at ISL, we have a show, as you mentioned, I mean, we got the lights, we got the, the music and even no fans last year you didn't feel like you walked out to no fans. I mean, it was something, it was energy. Um, I want to know what's going on over there and how these guys are getting up to swim. I know in a relay situation, it's different because you have your whole team there behind you and you're ready to go. But in the individual race, I mean, I, it looks like it would be tough. And I, and I can swim fast in a time trial because I've been in my home pool and jumped in the water, nobody around and swam fast, but not as fast as I can swim when there's a crowd and there's energy. And uh, yeah, so I'm, I'm interested to see the reaction from some of these people and how they feel about that. But like I said, I mean, I, ISL is taking some into another level, but um, also cheering for your country. And um, it's, it's a great feeling. On the swim swam side, we, we, we were calculating the traffic levels and we we do this, we start tracking this, you know, years out and we track the run and we can, and we can usually guess what's going to happen, but there's, there's a couple gears. And the one gear is it's just an event. There's no records and, you know, there's no world records. And we sort of know what that is. It's meh. And uh, I would say that the, the, the excitement and the energy level, so we're, we're tracking higher, but I anticipated it being a little bit higher. And, I, and, I, and, and the excitement level will be a little bit higher, particularly, it, but we reached it with the four by one freestyle relay. We reached a peaking point where I'm like, oh my God, swim swam is going to be taken down. It's just because let's <laughs> buckle under the pressure. We want those moments at these times in history. And, um, but you know, what, what's your feeling watching this? It's, you know, you're, you're looking at it through the lens of still being an athlete. And it's like, Hey, this is, uh, you know, this is, um, there, there, there's no fans. Where, where are they at emotionally with their energy levels? But as, as, as a fan watching on television, what do you think the experience is? I mean, I think it's different for me because not only am I a uh, former, you know, Olympic swimmer, but I'm a sports fan. I mean, I, I grew up watching the Olympics and it was something a part of me. Right. So which is why I had the dream to go to go do it. And I actually was able to go in 84 and watch it live. But um, just being able to, you know, be a sports fan. And there's something about like a patriot as well. You know, I, I want my country to do well. And it makes me proud to see Team USA win a bunch of medals. Right. So um I don't know. I don't know what other people are thinking, to be honest with you, as far as I think a lot of people are upset, um, you know, as far as the Olympic whole experience, how it got canceled. And, you know, then it came back and then they're talking about maybe canceling again. And I think a lot of people just got kind of annoyed with the situation. And, um, you know, it is what it is. And but you still have your diehards. I mean, you're, you're people who are really into their country and really into sports. They're still watching. But I think maybe a, a little less of the everyday viewer where they're like, oh, I'm tired tonight. I'm not going to stay up and check this out or, or something like that. But um, yeah, I, I don't know, um, to be honest with you. I know Swim Swam, like you said, I clicked on one of your articles. There was like a thousand 
responses to something. I was like, wow, I don't even know how uh, you guys can keep up with that. But um, I'm sure Braden probably read every one of them and chimed in where he had to. But uh, anyways, yeah, I mean, it's, uh, you know, it's the Olympics and people are watching, but whether, you know, the numbers are slightly down, you know, it's not me. I'm watching. I'm watching too, obviously. So as we close out here, what are you looking forward to in, in, in the days ahead? I mean, coming into this, to be honest with you, um, you, you look at paper and, and I always tell people I hate looking at paper because uh, like I said, Russia, they should have won that relay. You put it on paper, they, they should win. Um, but, you know, Team USA didn't have the numbers and didn't have what you would expect a normal Team USA to have. And then they go out there in that first you know day and win two medals in the four I am and then, uh, you know, two medals in the other four I am. And you're like, wow, I mean, this, uh, you know, we know paper doesn't matter. And, you know, there's something about stepping up, representing your country and um, doing something special. And I think they started off on a good tone. And I can kind of relate that back to, to that to 2000. Um, you, you know your history, but I mean, when Tom Dolan and Eric Vett went out there and went one, two in the 400 I am, it kind of set the tone for the rest of the meet, right? And I think that's what they're doing. And, and we're going to probably see, I don't know if you want to call it surprises, but we're going to see a lot more Team USA medals, I think, now than what I actually anticipated happening. And, uh, you know, I love to see it and I'm looking forward to all of them. You've been listening to the Swim Swam podcast. Stay tuned for new episodes every week. You can take Swim Swim podcasts on the go by subscribing on your favorite podcast platform. Look for links in the description below and be sure to subscribe to our YouTube channel for more videos as well.